everybody, welcome back to Best Books Ever. I'm Tyler, and today's very exciting, very exciting day uh, for many reasons kind of overlapping each other. One, I mean, we're talking about Hero of Ages again, it's always a good time, but we're talking about the end of the book, ending of a book, usually the most exciting part, right? That's when everything kind of coalesces, comes together all you know everything but on top of that we have a double ending because it's also the end of the entire trilogy lots of stuff to think about lots of stuff that finally comes to a head stuff that obviously was in this book but stuff that might have been foreshadowing stuff that me and other uh you know people who have already read the book before knew about obviously couldn't talk about it quite yet or at least explain it fully quite yet but now we can. Now we can talk about a lot of stuff. Um, and yeah, so let's get into it. So, um, you know, my philosophy always like starting with the end. I'm not going to do that this week because I feel like the end is so big and so massive that it's like, I don't want to get into it. Because then we'll talk about that. It's like, because it's the end of the whole series, I feel like there's like kind of no point talking about the stuff beforehand. But I don't want to overshadow some of the earlier things that, while they are overshadowed by the end of the book, um, they're still very cool and very important, especially at the time. So, some of those things being, um, when Sazed found out that the terrorist religion is still well and alive, um, that was huge. I mean, you know, again, I'm just going to say it one more time. A lot of this stuff I'm going to talk about gets overshadowed by the end, but that's why I'm talking about it, because Sazed fighting the religion was crazy like i was learning that oh like in hindsight it making so much sense because we knew that rishak the lord ruler was terrorist right so of course like through him making all these creatures especially the chandra you know we learned how, how important the chandra are um we learned later how like you know he made the chandras like double agents against ruin like yes they have spikes in them but they have like a fail safe and also they were supposed to be the ones to kind of uh you know pull out of ruins control so it all kind of makes sense in the end um and i also love that because it's not only great for that religion seemingly the thing that uh lord ruler was always trying to stamp out turns out to be the thing that really helps them win in the end um, and also just on a personal level with Sazed, like, he was so frustrating, you know, and not to the point of, like, not liking his character anymore, I don't think, I don't think that was really the, the intent of how Brandon wrote him in this book, but, um, still very frustrating to read because, you know, we've talked about it before, but, like, Sazed being that character, very dependable, him being the religion guy, so him always having faith in what comes next, and, faith in his friends, faith in whatever, right? Not necessarily God, because, you know, he believed in all the gods to, you know, in a way. But, like, for that to be him finding his faith and be like, oh, well, maybe this religion still exists. And for him to meet the first generation, you know, you know, the ones that actually walked with the Lord Ruler before he was the Lord Ruler, and be like, oh, yeah, this, this, that, and that, and just kind of go through it and be like, oh, yeah, this is real, you know? And it still exists to this day. It was a terrorist religion at the end of the day that 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 that, that persevered 
through everything while every other religion couldn't. Um, well, they do kind of end up persevering in the end because Sazed holds a record of them and wants them to be uh, taught afterwards, but we'll get there. Um, but th that was great, you know, because again, like, so many characters in this book, like Vin, Ellen, Kelsier, all, you know, all of them, they all have their goals, they all have what they're fighting for, and Sazed, I think, does get overshadowed somewhat, you know, because he just seems like, for the most part on the surface, he's just the keeper, you know, he wants to learn about things, he wants to share his religion, whatever, but then you have to remember that this is what he's fighting for, and I think we do forget because it's not part of the main plot, like, that is really solely a Sazed and terrorist thing, and that's just not part of what we care about, like, first, but we care about the Lord Ruler, you know, them pulling up the heist and eventually killing him, um, and then books two and three, we kind of focus on the war with people and then the war with God, <laughs> you know, so the whole him finding terrorists, uh, find the terrorist religion really, uh, succeeding in, like, the whole mission of his people, we don't really care about too much, so the fact that he does it, it kind of floods back, and it's like, oh, yeah, like, he did it, like, he did so much in this book, or in this series, even, for the terrorist people, so it's, it's, it's awesome, I, I loved it, I love that moment, because everything came together, and then he found his faith again, you know, and he helped so much with, like, uh, with the whole Condra thing, um, like, trying to convince them, and then him working with Tensoon, um, and then obviously the ending, which we'll get to, um, but yeah, that was great, love that, um, the next thing is the whole Vin and Marsh sequence uh, after, well, once Vin, Cat, uh, what's his name? Yeoman? Yeoman. The obligator, yes, Yeoman. Um, you know, this is where Ruin kind of, kind of shows his hand a little bit, uh, and Marsh comes and is like, where's the ATM, that, that thing? Um, I love that sequence. We have Vin finally getting her medals back. It, it, it very much felt like a kind of like a movie where all oh, the hero, it's, you know, they're at odds. They, there's no way they can get out of this. And then she's able to get her medals again. She's able to snatch them up because obviously Yeoman and Ruin, they're all kind of preoccupied with what's going on outside. And he, she gets her medals in that moment. We're reading that and we're just like, oh, it's on. You guys, you guys... <laughs> made a grave oversight you should be one eye on vin at all times because of moments like this and then she just goes crazy right like she doesn't really kill marsh but she does send her earring i believe through his skull you know stuns him for a minute because she he has crazy uh, healing powers which we then learn is him actually having ferrochemy which is huge because that's like what the lord ruler did he mixed alamancy and ferrochemy um and then him or her finally able to draw on the mist for the second time. Second time she's done it since doing it the first time with the Lord Ruler. And that's how she's able to like almost take control of Mar rip control of Marsh away from Ruin and Ruin Felice or uh, Marsh Felice. There's so much that happened in that sequence. So like um I mean now we can talk about it, right? Because it's it's over. Like her throwing the earring through is huge. Because we know that the earring was the thing that was keeping her um, under Ruin's influence. 
and then we go all the way back, which I, I think I, talk, I talked about this last time, but, you know, we kind of go all the way back. Well, no, I probably didn't because I don't think it was confirmed last part, but we go all the way back and we're like, oh, as soon as she put that earring in when she was a child or like whenever she did, um, she'd be under Ruin's influence and, you know, she kept it out for a while, but then, um, you know, she kind of, you know, cause she didn't want to wear it cause it was a, a, a thing <laughs> and, you know, when she was in the different crews, it's like, you don't want to have anything even remotely valuable showing because, you know, other people will try to take it from you. Um, but then her going, going with Kelsier, putting it in, and then Kelsier uh, kind of being like, hey, no, it's, it's it's good, actually, because metal, if it's, if it's like, pierced in you or whatever, like, you know, you can't pull it and, uh, you can't pull it and push it. So keep it in there for a good, uh, for like a backup or whatever. And then from that point on, Ruin's slight influence was just like, yeah, keep it in. Keep it in there forever. What Kelsier said is a good idea. And it is, but, you know, it's also let her have, uh, let her be under his influence forever. Um, you know, so that was great. And then just like that unraveling and us learning that that's the reason why the mist didn't do anything with her. We learn a little bit later and we'll, we'll talk about that after, but, um, why she wasn't able to take control of the mists, why it wasn't even possible since the Lord Ruler, because the Lord Ruler, when she did it, she also didn't have the earring in her, and uh, that made her under Ruin's control, or not control, but influence. I always say influence because, you know, he, he's not fully controlling her, like like the Inquisitors. Um, and that being like, oh, well, you, you were never going to be able to do that, you know, because, and, and that's also why the mist would shy away from her, because uh, she, with the earring in, she was more under Ruin's influence than Preservation and Mister of Preservation. It's just so cool to see, like, everything come together and, like, everything have a reason, right? Because while you're reading it for the first time, you're looking at that moment and you're like, oh, well, that was just such a convenient thing for the Miss to help her kill the Lord Ruler. And, it, and it's twofold. One... Why was she never able to do it again or before that ever, right? And two, why has there never been any mention of any other Alamancer, Mistborn or not, being able to do it? Like, I feel like that's something Kelsier probably would have told her. Like, oh, yeah, and there's also, like, it's very rare, but there's this thing where you can where you can uh, pull from the mists. It's like, so clearly that was, so, like, as a reader, you can look at that and be a little skeptical. Be like, all right, that's, you know, that's a little too convenient for your character to be able to do that, you know. But then you learn the reason why she couldn't do it. And it's, oh, it's, it's, it's great. Um, is there any other way for me to... Um, all right, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that in a second then. Um, and then the whole, like, ferrochemy thing, right? Like ruin at least turning marsh into more of the lord ruler again ferrochemy alamancy very very powerful um which goes to show his like you know i feel like a mix of desperation but also confidence if, if, if that's possible because he's confident that he can win because it's like look around you but then also a little bit of desperation because he he knows that he can't fully win until he gets his body um so it's like let's just let's just put it put everything i have into these inquisitors um I just make it so no one can stop me ever. Um, yeah, and then 
just to close off that scene, when we see, when Vin does that thing with Marsh, um, and she sees fear in Ruin's mind, incredible. I love that because I love Vin's character. Vin's, Vin's definitely my favorite character in this series. Um, probably one of my favorite, just like protagonists out of all literature, I guess. Um, so like that moment was so cool for Ruin to be afraid of Vin because Ruin knows what Vin is capable of. I mean, that's why he's done what he's done with Vin forever, you know, like, like tried to have some sort of influence on her, you know, um, because seemingly preservation shows her very early on. So Ruin's like, no, if preservation shows this human, then I need to keep an eye, you know? Um, so just see fear and be like, oh no, for a split second, Vin just showed something that no one else, that he didn't even conceive was possible, um, for Vin to almost again rip control of an Inquisitor away from him is, is, shouldn't be possible, um, you know, but then also maybe, and, you know, this isn't said explicitly, so this is just me kind of theorizing, but, like, him maybe realizing the only way that someone should be able to do that is if they have some sort of preservation in them, you know, the help of preservation, which up until that point, you figure preservation was pretty much dead, pretty much gone for the most part. Um, so to see that as well, it's like, oh, no, what, what's happening? Uh, pretty big, pretty big. And then I will transition into more of a miss thing, but I guess there's no specific moment to talk about what I'm about to talk about, so I'll probably just say it now. Um, yeah, and even if there's a better time, who cares? Um, the miss choosing her. Well, no, I guess we'll talk about that later. Um, thing with the mist, another really neat thing. Um, and again, it sort of explains the whole like mist fallen stuff. The mist being a preservation and not actually killing because that's what obviously all the humans would think when they see this. They're like, oh, mists are killing people. They're punishing us. They're, you know, Lord Ruler's dead. You know, ruins here. So obviously, along with the like the lava, <laughs> the ash, the whatever crops dying, this is just another thing of that. It turns out, no, that is not what was happening. The mists um, were trying to snap them. Unfortunately, the way you snap someone is through trauma, and so like a lot of the older people and the super younger people were dying, which is unfortunate, but um, again, preservation didn't have all of his power, so it's like he couldn't exactly fine-tune what, what he was doing with that, but at the end of the day, it was helping because so many people have now turned into allomancers. Um, I don't know about Mistborn. It's possible. We didn't see any... Uh, any actual Mistborn, you know, come out of that, but, like, that revelation was huge, because now it's, like, you know, because now it puts this stuff under, in, into perspective, again, a, a lot of the moments in this third book, especially towards the end, are changing our perspective on things, where it's, like, oh, that's why this was happening, or that's why that happened, um, to see their preservation is huge, to see them snapping people, turning the elements is huge, because now we have all these alamancers to help out, you know, so that was a neat little thing, especially going back to when it first happened, I think the first time we saw it was, uh, 
Sazed in book two, I believe. It's the beginning of book two, I think. It was when he was traveling and teaching. And he was going around seeing people be be taken by him. Um, yeah. Which also makes sense that the nobility... Remember, we have that offhand comment by Spook. And Sazed is kind of confused by it. But Spook says that none of the nobility have been affected by the mists. Now it all ties together because you can't snap someone who's already snapped, you know? So, like, the nobility presumably already have that noble blood in them, which is that, that Alamancer blood. So it's like there's no point in doing that because they probably already have Alamancy and they're not showing anyone um, or whatever. So at the very least, the mist not targeting them because it's like, ah, that could kind of be a waste targeting ska that that have that ability i think makes a lot more sense um so yeah that's cool um next i guess we'll talk about the big not really the big final battle but i guess the second to big battle in here is vin versus the inquisitors more specifically versus marsh um Wait, yeah, uh, very sad to see, very, very sad scene, this was a huge one, um, this is one that I feel like you kind of expect, like, going into it, you know, for the first time, you kind of expect to be, like, the final battle, it's like, oh, she's leading them away, um, and hopefully this is, like, her taking out all the Inquisitors, Ruin has nothing left, um, they don't know where the ATM is, I mean, they don't even know the importance of the ATM at this point, um, you know, so maybe this will kind of be where, where it ends, you know, Vin's final stand. Um, it's not. It is very sad, like I said, seeing Marsh uh, physically break Vin, like just like breaking her arms and legs and stuff. I'm just like, ah, that's, it's so, be and especially because of like, who Marsh is, like Marsh is Kelsier's brother. This is basically, you know, like Kelsier looked at Vin um, in a, in, you know, in a daughterly way. So in a way, this is almost like his niece. You know, so it's like, ah, uh, it's, it's got to be hard for, again, that small part of him that was still trying to rebel against Ruin and, you know, kind of like biding his time had to be just devastated that whole time. Just, just wrecked, you know. Um, and it also sucks because we haven't seen Vin like that. I'm trying to think of the last time we've seen Vin really. I mean, like, yeah, she got captured by Yeoman, but like, that's different where she was in a battle, and it was like, I mean, probably since uh, her and Kelsier went to Credit Shaw in book one, that was probably the last time we saw them like that, and like, Vin being destroyed and like, huddled in a corner, and like, that was the moment where after all this progress that she made, with like, trusting people, and also having confidence in herself, where she like, reverted back to her old like, street urchin days, where she's like, huddled in a corner in the darkness and in, in, in like a puddle of water trying trying to make herself as small as possible like we haven't seen that in a while from her at, you know at, at that point relatively um so that's probably the last time and so this right here kind of brought flashbacks of that of not only that moment but also like reen um you know being being abusive towards her uh Cameron, you know all that stuff that was tough that was really tough to watch. and also you read it and you're like how is she gonna win <laughs> Her arms and legs are broken. Who is going to come save her? 
Um, but it, it does build it up to be like one of the worst moments of her life, probably, uh, for many reasons, not only physically, but also like, oh, this all, like in her mind, this all hinges on me and I'm about to lose. And then they're just going to go over to Ellen and kill Ellen. And, <laughs> you know, so, uh, but then it builds it up to be one of the, uh, one of the greatest, uh, gains of her life is literally becoming God. So like, um, where are we at? Oh, and then uh, in order to get there, Marsh, the rebellious side, finally uh, acts, rips the earring out of her ear, throws it away. At the moment, we don't really know why too much, I don't think. Um, I'm trying to think of, like, what we knew before this. Um, I'm going to guess a, a, a smarter reader would connect the dots. It's not stated explicitly, but it's like, you could connect the dots and be like, oh, the earring is a thing. Because obviously up until this point, we've seen ruin, uh, spike people, you know, Penrod, whatever, right? You know, you know, so we know about the whole, like, spike, and also, like, the whole spook situation. So we know, but up until this point, it's supposed to be a little, you know, a little bit of a surprise of, like, oh, even her earring acts as a spike. That's crazy. Um, but now we know it's a spike, get ruins, influence out of her. Um, and that also allows the mists to imbue themselves um, or imbue her with them and win just destroy the inquisitors like absolutely wrecked um you know each move is as if it's filled with duralament like she's just wrecking shop she completely obliterate just uh levels credit shaw like so satisfying because not only with that moment of her seemingly about to die but also just everything everything coming together in this moment um being able to resist ruin the mist finally seemingly like coming in full force um you know, you know and also just a cool imagery of her being insanely powerful like whenever vin does something um i usually think back to kels here and like, cause obviously Kelsier was like her mentor and all that, like, you know, teaching her Mistborn stuff. I always think back to Kelsier of like, what would Kelsier think if he saw her right now doing what she's doing? Um, you know, cause there's a lot of things where Kelsier didn't even know about, you know, he was searching for the 11th medal. By the end of this book, we got 14. <laughs> so it's like, stuff like that's really cool. Cause Vin has knowledge and is also utilizing knowledge that Kelsier couldn't even dream of. But then you have moments like this where she's just going off, you know, and then we look at those smaller moments where Vin tells Kelsier about piercing copper clouds and Kelsier's like, you shouldn't be able to do this. You are the only misborn I've ever met that is able to pierce a cop. How? It doesn't make sense. <laughs> you know, so we have little moments like that and then it builds, builds, builds until something like this where she is the strongest being <laughs> to ever exist on this planet you know it's, it's, it's crazy um yeah then she becomes god which you know is just a natural progression i suppose um yeah so great stuff right great little like mini climax obviously the main climax is the whole uh alan and colo stuff which we'll get to in a second but uh love that scene Second time I've read it, obviously, and it, and, it, and it hits. It's just like the first time. Um, 
Next, I just have a small line. And then, yeah, and then we're getting to the, the end end. So one small line that I really like, and this is something that uh, Vin thinks of when she is being God. Um, she thinks back to the line that Lord Ruler said when he died. You don't know the things I do for mankind. And that line has been brought up multiple times. Each time it's brought up, uh, we gain a new perspective, right? So the first time we heard it, we're just like, Lord Ruler is just being arrogant, right? He is a sliver of God. So, you know, he's he's kind of just saying stuff, right? It's something that a a, a a villain would say, right? Like, you don't, you don't understand, you know, whatever, right? As it goes on, we learn more and more of like what he's actually done, right? Like with, uh, with just... Uh, his kingdom, right? Like Lord Ruler dies and then you think, oh, everything's going to be great. And then it turns out people are starving and people are freezing to death. And, you know, all, all these things where it's like, oh, wow, Lord Ruler, while he was, he did a lot of things that we don't agree with, um, he kept everyone alive, fed, warm, alive. A lot of sky out there, like, man, kind of wish, <laughs> kind of wish Lord Ruler was still here, you know? Um, and then we go further and further and we see the preparations he did for the well of ascension for ruin coming back and you start to you start to think and you're like i don't love the system he set up but everything else you realize he had very good intentions and he really did care about keeping everyone alive um you know and then you also learn that ruin may have been influencing him or at least fighting him <laughs> for a thousand years and you're like yeah i could i could totally see how someone would struggle with this um but then you see this, you know, towards the very end, um, you know, where Vin thinks of that line again, and, and, and she's just like, you're right, you're right, Lord Ruler, I didn't know, you know, because even with this, him thinking so far ahead about the, the ATM, you know, Ruin's body, keeping it with the Chandra, the foresight with the Chandra is insane, so it's like, you know, and then even um, him having all the power he did, and Vin trying to use it, and being like, yeah, this is hard, <laughs> you know, and Vin hasn't even had to deal with everything the Lord Ruler did, just, just a small fraction of what the Lord Ruler had to deal with when he got his power, it's like, yeah, Lord Ruler, not, not that bad, very easy to kind of see things from his perspective, and, and appreciate everything he did, even though there's still some things don't quite agree with, but what are you gonna do, um, Yes, now we get to the end and the final battle and then the epilogue. This is what everyone likes. So, final battle, not too important. Uh, the battle itself, really cool. You know, they're, they're fighting with ATM. Um, I do like the line where Ellen realizes, or doesn't really realize, but kind of just thinks it, right? He's like, oh, ATM enhances the mind does not enhance the body uh which is something you might forget about because it's like oh yeah like 18 let's see in the future so it obviously helps you um fight better because you can see what your opponent's going to do but it doesn't stop you from being tired you know like you fighting for hours doesn't matter that you can see in the future you, your body's still going to get tired so Someone like Ellen, who's a misborn who can burn pewter and all that, can last longer. But other people, like, that can only burn ATM, they're probably 
you know, uh, you know, that point doesn't matter. Like, yeah, I can see what's going to happen, but my body doesn't have the energy to move. <laughs> like, like I, I'm going to get cut down. Um, so yeah, that was, that was kind of a cool thing, you know, cause also he's like ATM is so rare. Like no one's ever burned ATM for this long. So I guess no one really made that connection before. Um, but yeah, it gets to the end where the ATM is all gone. Super good plan. Um, because from how we understand it, uh, we don't want Ruin to get the ATM. It's very simple. We don't want Ruin to get the ATM. So what are we going to do? We're going to burn it. What we know, I think from the epigraphs, uh, you know, the little blurb in front of each chapter, um, the ATM, like the essence returns back to the earth or something. And, and, and that's how ATM was able to grow again. Um, Kelsier destroying, quote-unquote, destroying the pits does delay even further. Um, so it's not like a permanent solution, but it is like, oh, we're just going to burn all of it. And that way, Ruin has no way to get it. I'll be honest, I don't know what would happen if, you know, let's say, the ending didn't happen the way it did and Ruin did find an entire cavern of ATM. I don't know what that means. I don't know, like, what... Because, like... I don't know. I... You know, I don't exactly, I, I still am not quite sure on the whole, like, this is Ruin's body type thing. You know, because even Sazed, um, you know, sort of explains it. He's like, well, it's not really a body. It's more of just, like, their physical presence. And I'm like, ah, this is too, like, 4D chess for me. I don't, I don't quite understand. But it doesn't, it doesn't matter because that's not how it played out. It played out with the ATM all being gone. That way his, he's not able to utilize his body. So he's not able to go to, like, or, like, utilize, I guess, his full power that he has at the moment, um, which stops him from being able to just outright win. Um, so, that's good. And then, uh, Marsh kills Elland, right? Kills him out of anger through Ruin, I guess, or, like, Ruin through Marsh kills him. Um, that's very sad. Very sad moment for Ellen to die. I think whenever any of our protagonists die, it's very sad. Obviously, on different levels, though. For the Ellen, we've had, uh, we've sat with for a lot longer. You know, it's so like even though someone like, uh, you know, Docs would have meant a lot more to uh, Kelsier, for example. Uh, we only saw Docs for a certain amount of time. While Ellen, we've seen since the first book. So you know, we've we've been along. Uh, been here with him for a long time and also through a lot a lot more um but i do love vin's thinking through this um she's basically like like she has the mindset where she, she's sad but not as sad as when she when he died at the well of ascension she sort of thinks about this in the way that like he died at the well of ascension you know like that that's when i mourned for him that's when I broke down, that's when I felt like I was, uh, useless, and there's, there's nothing more I could have, you know, I can do at this point, you know, I just, I just want to curl up in a ball, that's when I felt all of these things, all of it since then, since the Well of Ascension has been an extension, an extension on his life, an extension of our time together, um, so while I'm still sad that he's died now, um, it's not clouding my judgment. That, that's a very interesting way to think about it because it's like, yeah, that makes sense. Like, 
he should have died at the Wall of Ascension. You know, he shouldn't have still been here for, I don't know, a year or two. I don't know how long it's been. Um, like, I've already done this. Um, and he didn't only die, like, she allowed him to die. Because that was the whole thing, right, of, like, you know, preservation. It didn't work, but preservation killed Alan in order to make Vin take the power to heal Alan. But he, she didn't. She said Ellen wouldn't have wanted this. Ellen wouldn't have wanted me to become this just to save him. You know, because at that point, we thought that you had to release the power to save the world or whatever. So she was like, wouldn't have wanted it. Wouldn't have wanted this to happen. Um, yeah. So she not only saw him die, she allowed him to die. So it's very different, very different. Um, yeah, what's next? Um, yep, 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 yep. And then that was great because it then turns into another just like natural progression from that moment where we're already kind of emotional with the Alan death where, you know, we are kind of like getting into our mindset with the whole like, moving on from it almost and then it turns into like i have nothing left she even thinks that or, or i think she says it to her where she's like ruin you shouldn't have killed Alan. that was the last that was my last thread to life basically now i have nothing left i have nothing left to lose you made a grave mistake <laughs> because now i will i will risk my own life to kill you and she does she fights against him. We know that they can't exactly uh, kill one another. They're too evenly matched. But if she just keeps pushing, then maybe they'll just kill each other. They'll just cancel each other out. And that is exactly what happens. She sacrifices herself to kill Ruin. Uh, kill, quote-unquote, it's not really that. But um, and I thought that was a great moment, too. Like, that is such a nice cap to kind of her overall arc is that, like, she ends up... I mean, you know, you can look at it in a very sad way of like, oh, she lost her husband, so now she just wants to die. It's like, that's that's very surface level. I feel like it's more so like her like her, her making that sacrifice, you know? Like, think back to book one, chapter three, <laughs> Vin never would have done something like this. Her whole life has been about survival. And now she ends it by taking her own life. You know, again... It, it's different because she's not exactly alive. She's sort of like a god spirit thing um, along with Ruin. But, but still, it's like she could have stayed with Ruin and could have been like, yeah, we're just going to do that. I'm going to fight you forever. And, you know, that's what we're going to do. Sort of like preservation tried to do for a while there. But no, she sacrificed herself to take out Ruin and hopefully make the entire world a better place going forward. Like that's poetic you know it's, it's it's great it's awesome um and then yeah and then we just keep flowing forward sazed ends up taking the powers of both of both preservation and ruin um which, which i love because again it's it's that idea of going back and giving everything a new perspective 
there's you know you know certain things are said in a way where you don't have all the information to understand exactly where they're going to go and that's intentional obviously that's how people write stories right where you look back and you're like oh that's what they meant by this so you know saza does that where he kind of goes back and you know back and forth with different lines of you know the the prophecy of hero of ages or whatever and it's like oh it was gender neutral could be a boy could be a girl or could be both preservation and ruin you know what i'm saying um and then then we look back at like he says something like uh you know the, the prophecy was like oh they will bear the weight of the world on their arms or something it's like not on their shoulders normally when someone says we you, you know you bear the weight something like on your you know all of it's on his shoulders or you know whatever right it's on his arms where his bracers are the knowledge um there's also something like uh they will have the power to create the world, but also destroy the world. Not because they have to make a choice, but because they will literally have both preservation, keeping the world alive, and ruin, destroying the world. Like, it's worded in a way where you, you look back, you know, in hindsight, you're like, oh, it's because you need both. And that is a really good question at the end where, where Sazed as God sort of ponders that, where they're like, why is there both ruin and preservation? Because it seems like after he has both of them, they want to be together like they are opposing forces but they, they they belong together not as two separate beings and so it's like were they always two separate beings that they get separated somehow um very interesting in- interesting stuff that we'll have to think about going forward um because there is more mistborn and more cosmere stuff which we'll, we'll talk about later but um very cool and he also doesn't want it but like I love that he accepts it and he's like, this was what it was supposed to be. And also like his, his newfound faith, like again, everything just kind of comes together and it's like, this is what was always meant to be. Um, and then just, you know, stepping back for a quick second, speaking on that, um, you know, with Vince all killing ruin, like Vin even says that where she's like, it all makes sense now. You thought that preservation did the well to kind of trap you and then blah blah like no 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 no. preservation always wanted this to happen he wanted someone with both pres made of both preservation and ruin to take up his spot because preservation would never do what i'm about to do would never harm you in any way let alone sacrifice myself to kill you because he's preservation but vin who was initially made through both preservation and ruin does not have those restrictions, does not have those like moral, um, I mean, not even moral, just like it's, 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 it's in your creation. It's like in your being, you know, like I don't, I don't have that. So I, I will fight back. So that's, that's really cool too of like, it was always meant to be preservation low key, unless they stumbled into it and Vin is giving preservation way more credit than they deserve. Like this was always the plan. I preservation cannot take you out once and for all but maybe a human can you know uh so that's really cool um and then just more of sazed like i love that it's perfect sazed's knowledge of all these religions makes him the perfect next person to take up the mantle of god you know they even go through i didn't write all the the examples down but you know even goes through of like this this religion 
was map making and so i'm going to use that to see how the world should actually be structured like with the oceans and the geography and all that stuff and there's like oh there's another one that focuses on like the like physiology of humans so like, okay this is this is how humans should actually be uh, made or whatever um and then also like like the star maps which will help me accurately place the world where it should be where the lord ruler and vin both failed you know like making it too hot and whatever um so it all like the knowledge makes so much sense because it's even like oh well terrorists they're keepers it's like yeah well i mean lord ruler was terrorist but i don't think he he wasn't a keeper um because keepers didn't exist until um after like because of the lord ruler actually um but then also uh the whole like religion aspect of it i think really just like expands his his like purview because even like tindwill had her um uh specialty which is great but like knowledge of you know a, a, a deep knowledge of kings and rulers and stuff wouldn't really help in the situation but religion is so vast that it kind of creeps into everything um you know so that was really cool and then uh yeah, so it kind of prevents the the mistakes the Lord Ruler made. And then just like the whole end to this, the Sazet stuff. Um, I love that even at the end, he shouts out Vin. You know, even in the end and, you know, in his little, you know, the, the other little epigraph before the epilogue, um, he says something to the effect of the, the person before me was more worthy than I was. Speaking of Vin. And like... That just got me because after all of that, like I, I would argue on paper, Sazed way more qualified to hold the mantle of God because again, of his knowledge um, and his planning and everything where a little more blunt, a little more just like, let's, let's just get into it. Let's just do it. You know, like Ellen made that, um, that analogy like if I, if I approach a cliff what i would do is i would sit there and i would do the math and i would i would think about like is it worth it to jump off the cliff what could be under there should i take another route well vin would just jump <laughs> jump and then figure it out you know so with, with that's like maybe maybe a god wouldn't be that you know um but, but he even looks at it, he's like vin like almost saying that that vin was the best of us didn't shout out Kel well, I mean again this, you know, Kelsey wasn't there, so this isn't quite fair for me to say, but like I believe that's true going for like encompassing the entire uh series. Where it's like Vin's the one. Not Ellen, not Kelsey, or, like Vin is the one. Vin is the thing that changed everything. Even though you could make a really lame argument that oh preservation of ruin planned it from the beginning whatever that's that's boring i'm not I'm, I'm not saying that vin being the one like out of everything that she's went through when she was a child and then to kind of um you know kind of go uh, to like break through that with kelsier and his crew kelsier dying finding ellen going into war her kind of being a religious figure um or having to deal with that um being a super powerful misborn for no reason, you know, killing the Lord, like, like, there's so many things, obviously, she's the main character in a book, that's why everything happened, but, like, 
to go through all of that and to be like she she was the best she was quite possibly <laughs> the most important historical figure on the planet more so than the lord ruler i think um i just love it it's great um let me get to the epilogue um There's a lot of moments at the end of this book that made me tear up a little bit. Um, I've already talked about a couple of them, but finding Vin and Ellen dead, holding hands in the field of flowers was just like, it was definitely too much for me. I was like, this is, this is incredible. It's so easy. <laughs> it's so easy too, you know, but like, it was so good. And then to just hit you with that second punch of um, Spook. Hey, this is the next thing. Yeah. Uh, Spook coming out, finding Saz's letter. Um, to Spook actually made it, you know, you know, made it so Spook would find it. And him talking about a lot of stuff, which, which we're going to talk about right now. But um, him saying that, yeah, I tried, you know, I tried to bring them back to life, but you know, apparently, uh, you know, restoring the bodies, you know, doesn't restore the soul. Um, you know, I'm, I'm thinking that maybe, you know, as I get more used to the powers, maybe, you know, something, but, um, don't worry. I, I have spoken with them and they're, they're quite happy where they are now. They deserve a rest. I think that killed me because it's just like, for us to, again, see everything they've both gone through, individually gone through, how it ended, again, at peace. You know, Vin mentioned this, we didn't, we didn't hear Ellen, but Vin saying that, like, that moment, her feeling peace when Ellen died. And then even when Ellen died, like, he wasn't afraid. He wasn't crying. He wasn't thinking about... um you know, disappointing Vin or, or something like that, like, he was just smiling, and he was like, we've won, you know, like, just for them to both have that very similar attitude, facing their deaths, or even after their deaths, and then first have this note where Saz is like, yeah, I, I talked to them, and they're, you know, they're both very happy where they are now, to just be like, again, we don't know what the afterlife is like in this world, we don't know if, like, it's just heaven or whatever, um, you know, I mean, especially since, you know, I'm probably not a direct correlation just because, like, God or gods is not quite the same as, you know, traditional religion, I guess. I don't know. Um, but, like, presumably them just kind of, like, maybe being here forever, you know, being in some sort of heaven or something together. Like, they're just like, yeah, no, we're, we're good. You know, we, they've been through quite enough. And then, you know, for them to have that attitude and they deserve a rest is like, you know what they do. They've done quite enough. <laughs> Vin especially, but also Alan to a very high regard. Like they've they've done enough. They don't they don't need more, you know? Um that definitely got me really hard. I was like, oh man, this is this is too much. <laughs> um and then uh, oh yeah, uh, and then another thing, which I don't think anyone was expecting, Saza to say that he's made Spook a Mistborn, which is awesome, right? That's cool. 
that'd be a cool game of uh, Mistborn now. Awesome. Um, and then, uh, you know, for him to say, oh, you know, I've also repaired the whole like tin stuff that you did to your body because, you know, it's cool to an extent, but it's also very uh, bad, <laughs> you know, so I've, I've fixed that for you. Um, but then him to say that that was upon the request of Kelsier, him speaking to Kelsier, which also, again, starts get you know, getting me to think about the whole like afterlife aspects. It's like, I could see a, you know, you know, cause then it's like, is there like a heaven type scenario? Because if there wasn't and there's like, oh, someone's passing on and then they're gone. It's like, okay, I could see that with Vin and Ellen, like him kind of talk to them before they pass on or whatever to maybe just the void or I don't know again we don't know how how the afterlife and religion and stuff really works on that level um because they didn't explain it that would make sense because it just happened like Kelsier died years ago how were you able to talk to Kelsier again that makes me think there must be some sort of like afterlife place you know which also makes me happy for the idea that maybe Kelsier that, that like Vin was able to get reunited with Kelsier that'd be pretty cool um so yeah but also that being like you know kelsey you're having interest in which is great for spook's character there's no more book but you know for spook to maybe finally feel validated you know because spook always felt like he was left out maybe kelsey just thought of him as an afterthought and then for it to end and be like oh no oh no kelsey specifically requested that this that i do this for you it's like oh that's great you know um and then last thing, um, Sazed says that there are two more medals, which would make sense with the whole 16. Plus, we heard Yeoman say it earlier, there are 16 medals. So there are two more medals that no one knows about. He kind of like winks and is like, why don't you go find them? <laughs> they might be of great interest to you. Don't know what they are. Again, I'll be honest with you. Because that's the end. That's that's it. I'm going to put my notes away. Um don't remember what the two medals are. I have read this book. I have read uh, future books, which we'll talk about in a second. Um, don't remember what the other two medals are. If this was a life or death situation, you're like, name the two medals. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I can't even name two other medals. <laughs> um, platinum? Is platinum a medal? I don't know. Um, but yeah, so that's cool. And that is it. That is the story. That is the book as well as the trilogy. Um, yeah, it's great. Um, I love this trilogy. I love this book. Um, that's why I did it first. This is the first series covered on the podcast. Um, I'd love to hear what you guys thought of the book, the ending especially. Um, all that stuff. What were your favorite moments? Did you tear up or maybe even cry at any of it? Because let me tell you, I didn't cry, but that last one with the one-two punch of them being in the field and then Saza being like, they're happy. It's just like, oh, finally. After, especially Vin. I mean, Ellen, obviously, too, but, you know, Vin's the main character and I mean, she's also my favorite character. Everything Vin has gone through in her life, for her to finally feel peace and be at rest and be like, I don't have to worry about anything anymore. You know, it's just, oh, it's so good. Um... But yeah, it's great. Um, yeah, love it. Had a great time. Um, going forward, though. Lots of questions, right? Lots of questions. Well, guess what? I have the answers. I am the answer guy. 
Um, so I'm just going to answer a bunch of questions that I think people would have. Um, first thing, I guess, uh, for anyone out there that knows, has the knowledge, um, there are more books, there are more Mistborn books. There's a second series, it's uh, just Mistborn Era 2, where this is referred to as Era 1. Um, four more books currently. Uh, there's also an Era 3 being planned, and we actually got an update about that recently. The other day, um, Era 3 seemingly will be released, starting to be released uh, in like 2028. So very excited about that. But there is Era 2, so you might be like, oh, you know, we're going we're gonna, to well, read Era 2 now. Um, the answer is no. No, I would like to get to other series, um, at least a few more different series before we jump back into more Mistborn, more Brandon Sanderson, that sort of thing. So I definitely plan on doing Era 2 because Era 2 is really, really good. Um, I think there are some uh, some divisiveness. I've definitely, you know, and, and divisiveness in a good way where it's like, I don't think anyone thinks that Era 2 is bad, you know. But it's a very fun conversation to have, like, oh, do you like the Era 1 more, Era 2 more? And I think there's arguments to be had for both. Era 2, very, very good. So definitely planning to get to that, just not right away, probably after a few more series. Um, that being said, what are we going to see next? Well, first, um, I will say uh, there's going to be a little bonus episode dropping. I believe I'm probably going to do it on Wednesday, so a few days from now. Um, where I am going to read through and cover the 11th medal. Um, that is a little short story. I mean, it's literally like a chapter. It's like 23 pages, I believe. So very, very short. Um, and it's just a little bonus thing. Um, it's a little bonus thing that I think Brandon did for like some like tie-in thing. And, there, and he was like, oh, I want to give you a little bit of a story. So uh, what the 11th medal is, um, without spoiling the details of it, 11th medal is... Um, sort of a prologue chapter on how Kelsier um, started his whole, like, 11th metal research, like how he found out about it. We obviously know that was a huge thing in book one, so a little more details on that. And it, it's fun. Um, I haven't read it before. I did read it this morning. Um, and let me tell you, it's, it's, it's fun. It's a fun little chapter. Um, so I'm going to do a little bonus episode because it's really short. I wasn't going to make it a full episode because... Um, like that'd be a waste so um so that will come out like i said wednesday a few days from now so read that and i will talk about that it's it's fun uh the next actual series though which will drop next week starting as normal um i'm gonna get into the percy jackson series um a series i've read before uh while Mistborn is a series that i read a few years ago for the first time uh percy jackson is one that i read back in sixth grade so when i was like 12 or 13 i think that's how old you are in sixth grade 12 or 13 so many many well not that long ago <laughs> in the grand scheme of things but a while ago like over 10 years ago um and so yeah you know a little more you know a little more nostalgia driven with this one and uh excited to get into it um so that is uh what books is it it's the lightning thief is book one um Sea of Monsters, book two, Titan's Curse, book three. The fourth book always gets me. I think it's like the battle in the labyrinth or something is book four. And then book five is like the last Olympian, I think. Um, so yeah, five books there. There are a lot of other like side stories and like 
companion books. We're not really going to get into any of those. I was, I did research all of them and I'm like, none of them really need to be read. Um, so yeah, I'm not, I'm not really going to do that. Um, so yeah, we're going to get to that. Uh, we're going to do, so the lightning thief is the first book. That's what we'll start with. It's going to be chapters one through 11, one through 11. So first 11 chapters we're going to get through and, uh, yeah, good time with that. For anyone who hasn't read that series before, um, it is, you know, it is a little lower in the reading level, so not quite Mistborn. Um, it is more like, you know, I read it in sixth grade, so, <laughs> you know, if that, if, that was, if that was anything. But uh, it's still, what I remember, a very fun read. Um, very, very cool characters, very cool moments, and I'm excited to reread it. So, there's that, and I believe that is everything. So that's that. Um, everyone, have a good rest of your day. Um, this episode does come out the day before, comes out on Christmas Eve, actually, so everyone have a happy holidays, all that good stuff, and, uh, yeah, make sure to read The Love of Metal, we'll be covering that in a few days, and then start Percy Jackson, The Lightning Thief, first 11 chapters, very excited to get back into that, um, that is it, have a good day, and, uh, yeah, don't, uh, don't, uh, I'm trying to think of like a sign off with the with the book. We we just finished a book. I'm trying to think of something there. Um, what can I say? Um, you know, sometimes you think you're the hero, and you are. That was bad. That was bad. I'm just gonna stop.